My name's Ian Aber, and this is Straight People. Uh, we are recording live uh, today from my husband's basement, and we are bringing it to you with our good friend of the show, Brittany Dent. How you doing, Brittany? Hi, Ian. Nice to see you. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. And doing straight people. I said you're a friend of the show. You're the first person I've described as that. So well, great. Officially, I like officially, it. Officially, I am officially a friend, friend of the of show. The show okay. Right. So I get my own merch. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. I have a shirt. Yes. I can give it to you, but I, I will do. say that everyone I've sold the shirts to uh-huh. then wears them, and then like gay people think that they're like aggressively like marketing <laughs> straight. <people. laughs> Maybe it should say friend of the show. That's I know, right? Straight people, but not really. Yeah. Get it? Straight people, but like ironically, get it? Yeah. yeah. Just like a little eye roll emoji. It's like somebody people. who's one of the, one of the people. In, oh, Ben just said he t- said the thing that I like to say, which is I'm do I do a straight I do a podcast called Straight People mm-hmm. because straight people don't have enough. They don't have enough. <laughs> something yeah, we else. Do. We, we need a lot. Yeah. So how you identify? You're a, you're. A, I identify as a straight a woman. Straight. Congrats yes, on thank that. Thank you so much. It worked very. Hard at it's it. very difficult to maintain, <laughs> maintain that straight status right. these days, yes. right? Yes. Like there's so many options. So, so many. Know? There are so many options. <laughs> there I are. don't know why I'm still doing this to myself. <laughs> I could. Life could be better. Yeah, exactly. You know, in so many ways. Like so. at this point, you're a lifestyle choice. Do you know uh, what I'm exactly, saying? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's more. It's a more aggressive choice yeah. to remain straight I think at so. this point. Like, I think it's so. like, why are you still? Yeah, exactly. Doing that to yourself. It's like you're still drinking water from the tap. Right. What are you doing? Right, right. Why like, would you? Do you know what we're, you know, we live in Detroit. It's What's 2019. It? Like, let's <laughs> step it up. So. But you also have you. So how long have you been in stand up now? I feel like it's a year and a half. Two. It'll years? It'll be almost two years. It's two years yeah. next month in nice. December. So yeah. So you you but you were a sketch or what did you do? I did sketch yeah. um, for a couple of years and then I tried to do improv for mm-hmm. like a year and a half, um, and it was fun. <laughs> um, but then, we, we're not going to get into. We improv. don't have to. No, it's fine. No, improv to, knows what it is. I don't is. need to weigh in to, on the yeah, war. Exactly. So. I'm, improv like makes better comics for sure. Oh, I But agree. I just don't like in terms of like ed- from an entertainment standpoint. I'm just a stand-up person. Right. You know, like, like it's a useful never, skill, but absolutely. It's, it's not like... And great improvisers are very impressive and very right. funny. Yes. But like if I was going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to spend a night doing this or this. Right. I would never pick improv. I mean, <laughs> I, I maybe if somebody looks super famous, like if you, like if, you, if I was going to watch like Yucky Yucky Lates. Yucky Lates. <laughs> Lucky Yates. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Or his brother Yucky, oh, um, either one. Yucky, <laughs> Yucky Lake. Bless him. He never really took off. Um, I know, right? Same this point. is not as funny. But if I was going to watch that kind of like, and and I do, I will say that for a time, Payne and I would go to stand up and improv because oh, cool. I lived across the street or down the street from Dad's garage, so I'd go quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but it was always like. It's just not the no, same. It's, it's just like, not the same. It's, it's just like, different. Uh, it's I tried. fun. Yeah. yeah. So, but you did that, and then you took uh, laces. Yeah, I did that, and then I took laugh laces lab. laugh lab class. Lace Larrabee's laugh lab Lace class. Lace Larrabee laugh lab. And then you've been the sort of one. just killing it oh, since thank then. Thank you. I've been trying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I kind of. Like I've always loved stand up and stuff. Um yeah. and I had met Lace before. Yeah. You know, and then so and then she was like, Oh, you should do stand up and I like was like, Ha, you're funny. And yeah. then a couple of years later when she did it or she said she was gonna do the class, I was like, If I'm ever gonna do it, I'm gonna do it now. Yeah, yeah. And it all just kind of lined up in the right place. Nice. So I liked it. And yeah. it's been a lot of fun. 
And so, like, you haven't been back into any of those other comedic art forms? Well, I am in a sketch group. Okay. Uh, currently, uh, yeah. it's a different sketch group than what I was in. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Carlette Jennings and Jasmine Waters yeah. is in it. Um, and a bunch of other people that you may know. But, um, oh, cool. call, and it's called Black as Fuck. Oh, nice. Of course. <laughs> nice. So, and uh, we're all some brown people. Yeah. We are you doing live sketch or are you doing shooting? It's live. Yeah. Uh, we're, I think we're going to try to shoot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're in the middle of, um, of of a run now where we're writing more things to do at uh, Mark Kendall's POC show. Oh yeah, the people of color show. That's yes. great. The mm-hmm. one at Dad's. Is at, that correct? This or one's going to be a village. Okay, cool. Yes. That's awesome. We keep debating, but we're like, which one is it? Yeah. Because we always go to the wrong ones. So. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Well, they're yeah. very close to each other now. They are, luckily. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I guess they were close to each other before, but yeah, it's strange with with uh, with relapse closing, yeah. sort of like where everything's sort of ending up. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. Relapse is where I got my start. Yeah, too, absolutely. So. Well, that's why I remember meeting you. Yeah, over, exactly. Over the years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because yeah. I, did, I did a backstory with you before I started Steve. Yeah. yeah, but you also, I remember you like... At Dulce's shows, and weren't yes. you and Dulce in a sketch group together? Yeah, it was I remember a sketch group coming. that Dulce and I were in. Uh, it was yeah. called Postmodern Collapse. They're yeah. still going. Um, but but I came to one of your shows, I think. Oh, did you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's fun. When I first started, um, when I first met Dulce, she was like, come to my sketch show. And yeah. I was like, I don't like it. She's like, it's funny. <laughs> And so I came, you know, just to support. And I think we were pretty funny. Yeah, we no, really it was fun. It was good. Pretty funny. I, I mean, thought I, it was like, it was definitely funnier than a lot of what I've seen. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sketch is. I appreciate sketch more. It's always hit because it's written yeah. and it's real jokes and. Well, you commit you know, to it for so much yeah. longer before you get any feedback on it than yeah. you really do when you're doing stand up. Yeah. Because you know you can write a joke. Or, you know, an outline of what you think you're going to have for a joke, go to an open mic, and then you're like, this didn't work. Absolutely. So you get your feedback so quickly. Yeah. Whereas in sketch, you'll be rehearsing it for a month before And you just anyone. have to know it's funny. Yeah. And, and then we're all laughing in the room because we think it's hilarious. Yeah, And the of crowd's course. like, what? Yeah. So. Well, you know, I had that. I took a sketch writing class, and it was very strange because it was like the guy who taught it. Um, I know him. A nice guy, but he really didn't. He, he was like, it was like, we all should have already knew how to write a script. Right. It was more, yeah. It was one of those. And so it was like, you know, bring your finished scripts and yeah. we'll review it. And it's like, well, I don't understand any of the fundamentals or whatever, but we would, they would read them and I hated it. I hated the, because they oh, would they'd mis- do like a table read in class. Yeah. They'd oh, mispronounce yeah. the words and it was all, it was all actors. So it was like me and a couple of people who were like, either comedians or right. improvisers or sketch people. And then all of the rest of them were actors and they were being told by their agents to take classes like this or whatever. Um, and I, oh, it was like it, and then well, you would try w- to give them notes and they would, and then they would like try the note and you'd be like, you know what I bet you hated it. about it is that you, cause you had done everything to that point. I should have been had performing no more control over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So then exactly. these other people did it. And then it's like, like, I could have yeah. read all yeah. the parts. And, and I kept writing things that I could have read all the parts. Yeah. <laughs> so everything was, almost everything I did on the whole, the whole time I did the sketch class, I, I wrote one thing that wasn't a dialogue. Everything else was two people talking, and I could have done both parts. So right. I really had, you know what I mean? Yeah. And at one point, I finally did. I just did. I was like, this is what it should sound like. And I did the back and forth of, like, right. an argument. I've done, see, I don't know. This is I'm funny. not the same with dialogue. At this point, like, I'm still trying to learn how to write. So yeah. um, I've only written two sketches, um, one that's, We've performed a couple times and it went well, but it's really just like the concept of a joke, and then I spread it out to just kind of act out the joke, yeah, which exactly. is not necessarily the same as writing like a real sketch. Yeah. So it's you know it's something I'm trying to learn. Like no, absolutely. To learn, yeah. Well, see me, it's like I don't 
all I know how to write is dialogue. Uh, I know how to write jokes and dialogue. Yeah. And like everything else is like a difficulty to me. All I know how to write is jokes and barely that. So <laughs> I'm still working that, you know. I don't know. It's been really funny because like I'm trying to write pilots right now. And oh, that's it's like cool. Yeah, it's been fun. But it's also the all the parts that I don't know are all of the like the narrative you're describing and the scene setups and stuff. I have such a hard time with, but then when it's the people talking, yeah, I'm good to go with that. Like once I get them set up in a scenario, I can do it. See, I'm, and I'm I have a little, such a hard time contriving the scenario. Like, is I'm it a inside? Bit reverse yeah. of that, you know, where it's like I can, um, I have a hard time writing the just like this person says this and this person yeah. says that, you know. Um, but the collaborative process that I love the most is just kind of sitting in a room and saying, okay, what would happen next, and really kind of just yeah doing that part of it that's cool but i think you have to be able to do the other part before anyone pays you to do the I fun know, part <laughs> yeah that's my that's thing too hard. is that i haven't really done very much collaborative i've just been working yeah. on my own i've been like taking an online class and reading a book and so i write a little bit and then i'm like am i formatting this right yeah and then i you know it's like then you spend an hour on the formatting and then you're like well like you know is there another way that i could introduce this information like yeah would a flashback work better or whatever it is and that's sort of where i've been where it's like i don't know what time like I barely know what type of story I want to tell. Right. And I sure as hell don't know how I want to tell it. Yeah. And it's like, in a joke, you just have to be funny. And yeah, it's like it amazing. To, yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's, you know, so much I'll be like, this is a funny idea. And then you yeah. just kind of build off of that. Absolutely. And so you at least know where it's supposed to go. Right. So I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your been your best experience in stand up so far? And what's your worst experience been? Oh, my God. So you're fairly new. So it's like yes. you've got, you know. What are the highs and lows? Okay, so, I mean, high was being resident at the Laughing Skull. Nice. Um, and also just hosting at the, the Laughing Skull Festival this year. Nice, yeah. Um, because... Which you killed both, by the oh, way. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. I um, Yeah, the the hosting was really fun um, for it's the so festival. It's so strange to me how women... So women and minorities take to hosting in a way that men, straight men have. I don't know. I, I I think it's because we have to be nice when we don't want to be nice. Well, that's fair. Because yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we have to, you have to act a certain way or whatever it is. You have to get put on, and and that's what being a host is putting well, on. Yeah, and regard. trying to make people feel comfortable. And I yeah. think women are definitely conditioned oh, for sure. to make people Absolutely. feel comfortable. Yeah. So. But then men sometimes will struggle with hosting, and it's like, well, you have to act like you want to be here. Yeah, well. You know, well, that this is the most fun you've ever had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And they're like, why would I ever have to do that? And yeah. like, as a gay person, I have to do that all the time. I have to act so oh, yeah. excited. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You, you like, definitely I have, have to be to. excited about, when, I don't know, it's just funny to me. Well, just as a minority, you have to be, you know. Appreciative. You have to be and, a minority, but like a quote unquote good one. You know, the whole model yeah, thing. Well, so the, you have to be you know, welcoming to, and lovely yeah, and, and nice And that you have to be like, and, when somebody does do something nice, you have to pay attention because yes. then you're being, because otherwise you're being, you're you know, not, not being gra grateful yeah, gracious and, you know, yes, and all that. And and there's, and all of that is like, you have to sort of pay attention and be hyper vigilant, vigilant in a, to a degree. Yeah. Well, you're and, just being inspected more. Yeah. I yeah. think is what the problem is. Yeah. So any, like, so you're little... presenting, you know how to present, you yes. know, to turn it on, you know, to turn it off. And I don't think that like not every guy knows how to do that. Like most guys kind of like, the more privileged they are or the more sheltered they are, the that. less they have to do it. And then it's like a skill that they have to learn. And well, I've learned that they're just supposed to be I've here. learned that recently. Like the more that I'm booking, the more that I'm booking various rooms and whatever, um, that some people are great at it. Some people aren't great at it. Mm. And that it's like, 
there's some very basic, like, you know, some people, oh, well, they just take to it. I'm like, yeah, but they don't take to it. It's like the programming that we get. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, for the, yeah. yeah. And I, it's just interesting to me because it's like one of the very few things in comedy where everyone can agree that the host is a very important role. Yes. But then we also shit all over <laughs> as like the worst and this and that. Yeah, yeah. And um, the people that excel at it and the people that do the best at it are the ones who are like, they have to, they're already having to put on those kind of airs in some capacity in their life or they've had to act like they enjoyed something that they didn't enjoy. Um, and I think, you know, it's like for me, Certainly I've had to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like Rachel Epstein has that joke. She's like, this, this song is about trauma. I don't know if anyone yeah. can relate to that. I see some women in the audience. So yeah, probably or whatever. To, you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like you killed the hosting thing and it just came as such nature to you. Well, and it just looked like you've been doing it the whole time. And I think that's sometimes deceptive. Like people think that that means it's easy. It's still hard. You still Very have to hard. do yeah. it. You know, I try. I mean, yeah, it's, it's one, I mean that hosting that night, especially like, like the the last night when it was just like the all women of color show at the Smith's Old Bar was yeah. super super fun because I got to host for like people that like I knew and people that I just like looked up to so yeah much. absolutely just like, this is so cool yeah and it was one of the first times I felt like uh, a real comic I yeah. guess and then that and then going into the residency. Uh, was it was very similar with yeah. just like kind of like oh well I got okay I got two shows you know got a show here across town whatever so like those two moments were just really cool because I was like this is what your life could be like if like comedy be, you know remained a part of yeah. it and you kept you know putting yeah. in the focus and putting in the work so yeah absolutely it was very cool to just be that's like, awesome oh, yeah I'm working tonight <laughs> at the club nice. see you there so. And then what has been your, like, worst? Okay, I'm so excited to tell you this story. <laughs> Blair and I went to Augusta. Okay. Uh, Blair Erskine, very hilarious comedian and my comedy sister. Uh, but, yeah, we went to Augusta. She was headlining. I was featuring. Okay. And we get to a club, and um, most of the people that were there were a very lovely group of old people from a nursing home. Okay. Um, and then they like maybe like 10 and then, you know, like five people in wheelchairs and some caretakers. Okay. And were they there for the show though? They were there for the show. Okay. And almost no one else was. Wow. So that was, uh, an interesting night. I did 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of which was material I came up with off the top of my head. Cause it was like, I don't think these old people, are really going to relate to my online dating material. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I brought in some some of that and kind of like some of the, the family stuff that I had written for my first graduation, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, did that for 20 minutes. Blair went up, did 45 minutes, and halfway through, I mean, I was crickets, my yeah. whole thing too. So I was like, you know, freaking out, and just like this is so upsetting and, you know, nerve-wracking. Uh, and then... Yeah, halfway through, uh, a man showed up, and I looked at him and I said, I guarantee you that that is the man from the nursing home, and he's going to wheel out our audience one person at a time. Yeah. And that is exactly what he did. (laughs) And then Blair continued to do comedy for 20 additional minutes. Yeah. So that we could get paid. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hightail it out of there. Wow. So that was... That was the thing. I was like, if I can do this, I can do comedy just <laughs> anywhere. Like, I can do it pretty That's much pretty anywhere brutal. else. That's pretty brutal. That's funny. brutal. Yeah. And in the moment, I was, like, so, like, nervous. But I was, because I was like, you're doing, you know, stand up in front of, like, 
12 old people. I don't know. It was yeah. so few people. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I could look at each one. There was yep. a little old lady in the front, and she was like, you know, I had a joke about my grandmother. And she's like, well, your grandmother loves you, baby. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> like, she was just talking to us. Like, yeah. we were just, you know. Yeah. It was great. She just had someone she to talk like, to. She was like, oh, yeah. She was so happy to see us. How funny. And she, she, had, she told some stories. Blair knew everyone's name by the end of her yeah. set. And uh, she was telling some stories that we were like, we're glad you're in this nursing home. It sounds like you weren't in a good place before. <laughs> like, it was so <laughs> every element. Right. It was How like, funny. Which is, it was so, it was, it felt bad in the moment because I'm a really anxious person. Yeah. person. And so I was so anxious. Like, every single time I really do comedy at all i'm always like why am i doing this you know i have to yeah. you know and then get into the crowd and then be like oh okay i do enjoy this still and i am good at it so sorry yeah I'm and so that's what uh closer. but yeah so that's that was a weird experience that night just because of oh wow because i just felt so anxious the whole time and then halfway through it, it got to the like what's the worst that can happen point yeah right which was the guy wheeling people out yeah and it was just hilarious. After that, I was like, this is great. That's funny. Comedy's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's pretty bad, though. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was, it was not good. <laughs> um, when, they, when they started out war, one, it was great. Take them out one by one. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I haven't done much in Augusta, but I will have to say that every time I've gone, it's been sort of one of those types of shows yeah. where it's like kind of crazy or the audience is weird. or That's funny. That's the first time I'd ever been to Augusta doing comedy. Yeah. Um, so and then everything else out of town has been just really great yeah, yeah. Know, experiences so. absolutely where do you go out of town mostly usually Asheville place yeah. takes me um Natasha Ferrier had me up on once a month comedy nice. in September which was Chattanooga yeah in Chattanooga Palace Theater so fun yeah it's a great a show. show it was really good I and, feel like uh, it's the last Saturday of the month maybe yeah, I believe it's around the last Saturday of the month towards the end of the month kind of yep. thing but uh and it was it was great but nice. um and that was the only one I've gone on by myself. Yeah. And then everything else is, you know, people taking me places, nice. <laughs> which is nice. But, yeah. you know, so. So um, you're st straight. Are you dating? Well, I'm trying. You're, you're not dating comics, though. I haven't seen you dating any comics, have you? Well, no, I have not dated any comics. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> what is um, What are you looking for in a partner, in a oh man? Oh, my God. You know, list it out. Let's hear it. We so on Sunday we went to brunch uh, for Amber Chandler's bachelorette party. Okay. And yeah. this man came over and sat with us, and it was funny because the whole table watched me lose interest in someone like in real time. Like yeah. He started talking, and then I was like, "God, you're awful." And then <laughs> he gave the kiss of death, which yeah. is I've always wanted to try stand up, and I was like, "No, Oof, no, I gotta go." Right. So That's bad. <laughs> it was really bad. But um, I don't know, like. I don't, I like artistic people. Yeah. I, so, you know, stand up musician, whatever. I'm not like never, but yeah. the goal isn't to not date somebody in a specific field. The goal is, the goal is to not date a shitty person. Yeah, so, I guess that's true. so, you know, wherever you find one of those, but I like guys that are, I'm a nerd and I like nerds. I okay. Like, and you don't have to be a nerd about like anything specific. I like, I made a joke to somebody about how I like when I'm talking to a guy and he gets real excited about a topic and then like his eyes glaze over and he doesn't realize that I'm not listening anymore. Cause then I'm just like, oh, I like him. Like I just, you know, I don't know what you're talking about, but I like that you're into that. You know what I right. mean? So I like guys that are into things. That they have their own interests. Yes. Nice. Yes. But they're like, but are you really going to then make them. that your interest or is oh, that like, 100%, uh, is it? no, no, I no? don't care. I nice. don't, 
don't care about your interests. So you like guys you that have, have interests. <laughs> and that's it? That's your only quality? No. No, oh, that God, they're nice? No. Well, they have to be nice. nice. Um, Artistic. They, have to, they just have they to be creative. They can be creative. Okay. I like creative. Even if you're like just creative in like computers. Okay. I don't know how you would do that. But yeah. if you were, I would be into that. I like... Kind of people that just are like a little more sure of themselves because okay. I'm so unsure of myself. So confident, but not cocky. No, 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 no. I don't like confident. a cocky person. I like a, a confident person. Yeah. I like someone who's just like. It's hard to find sometimes, so I think. Difficult to Everyone find. Everyone is so like imposter syndrome. Well, every millennial has fuck boy down. A it seems slew like. of mental illnesses that we have not begun to deal with, and so it's just. I, I can't blame. I'm like I can't I don't blame you, but disagree with them. No, you. it's not wrong. It's a not wrong. Therapy would hurt. Oh yeah, people. we would. I, mean, Our I, I did a little bit. I did well a little bit them. last year, a little tune-up. Did some, you? A few months. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've been in therapy this year. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It's actually pretty great. I yeah. recommend it for everybody, but I also get that everyone doesn't have the money for no, it. No, absolutely. And I don't think so. that you should do it all the time. I think like if you're in a relationship where you have a therapist that you see mm-hmm. like all constantly, that it can become codependent, and yeah, they well, can be. Yeah. But they can be your camping, your parking area. For all your shitty stuff. Yeah. And that it doesn't help you. Like, so I've watched and known people in therapy, like, for years and years, and it's like, you're just, you're not changing. You're just going there and getting somebody to agree with you well, or the whatever goal it is. is for you to learn yeah. how to make the decisions on your you own. Co- better coping skills and all yes, that. Yes, exactly. But, like, I found that I'd go for three or four months and then I don't, I want to go and live out in the world. Right. And whatever has changed as a result of the therapy see it work in my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's sort of my thing. It's like, it doesn't work. It's Talking about it's not... Talking about my problems isn't... It's like doing things to f- diffuse them and to prevent them from happening. Right. Is the only part of therapy I'm interested in is the results, well, not the comment, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, a lot of it, I think, is coping skills and, like, helping you get out of your own way. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, if you're still not coping, like, however long it takes you to figure out how to cope with things you're on your own which you don't have to be on your own forever like you said you yeah. can always go back but like yeah exactly you know you should be you know be able to i'm confident in my but you have to trust your own yeah, instincts and your own behaviors exactly. and that you'll notice when something's triggering you or whatever mm-hmm. it is and like my thing it's like so funny because it's like all it's it's little stuff but it's like all about injustice like so when i see injustices of any kind yes. i become very like well what are we going to do about these injustices and yeah. most of the time i can't fucking do a thing about them so yeah. why am i so bad out about it um, well, so i focus on things i can change but, yeah. so now and sometimes it's like even the smallest little thing that i can do will make it like a huge difference for me it'll feel good yeah. in terms of like okay well i've picked this one little area and i'm just going to do this one thing i'm going to accomplish this one and you, when it's accomplished, I'm like, ah. Oh. And like, so some people, they'd be like, you spent your whole day doing that? <laughs> but to me, I'm like, it's a personal triumph. Yes, you know? no, like, I'm all about personal triumphs. I have something. that. I, I have those that are small. And yeah. I'll, I'll pat myself on the back pretty good for yeah. complete, completing the little list of things I gave myself that Absolutely. day. I'm like, everything else is gravy. You know, I got this done. Because sometimes it's hard. It just, Absolutely. It is. But yeah, I mean, I definitely have had a a justice-based focus recently was just, well, not even recently, like my whole life. It should be this way. Absolutely. And absolutely. And why isn't it? And it's very unfair. It makes unfair. me angry when it's, I'm like, yeah. it's, I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't you, you know, well, if everyone just did this, but yeah. you can't control all that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then what I would do is just build my case. 
So like whatever oh, yeah. I thought was terrible, I would then collect evidence and only talk have conversations that reinforced I've been talking it. Talking to my therapist. Well, I'm a notorious. I think that's what everybody does. That's all we do. People don't. That's what? what I'm learning is that she was like, I was like, yeah, don't, everyone thinks like this, right? She's like, no, most people are not worried about it. I'm like, oh, cool. But whatever. I do. Collect, that bitch is keeping score. She's, I, know, I know. She's lying. She's definitely <laughs> lying. I'm gonna take her down one day. No, but like I do kind of collect a list of evidence, and then I'll be like, see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's exactly it. Confirmation bias oh, yeah. is my number one. But she, what was so funny about my therapist was she, like, um, just talking about things being unfair, being gay and all this stuff. And she, like, sort of started crying because of, like, she never thought about how hard it would be for a gay person. To, I was like, bitch, I'm not even crying yet. You need to yeah, get your act together. And we literally, I had to stop the session. I said, you need to get your shit to, I said, I appreciate, like, what you're saying yes. or whatever. But, like, I'm not even there about it. Do you Thank know what I'm saying? Thank you for the empathy. Yeah, I was, like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I got real problems. Don't right. get hung up on the gay shit. Well, because we then can't you even, have to comfort her and now. She's, and well, and, I, and I told her, I was like, if I wanted to talk about my gay problems, yeah. I wouldn't be doing it with a t- straight 24-year-old woman I said you're very helpful with the other stuff but you're not the one I would be talking to about that and she was like really oh my god really and I'm like yeah I'm not just saying that to make you feel better I'm literally like you're I said I said could you imagine if I wanted to dump all the trauma of being a 46 year old gay man in your lap and like this was at Georgia State so she was like I was doing that sliding scale um, like where you pay 20 bucks and it's she's a student and then there's somebody videotaping and a real therapist watching and giving her notes or whatever and I'm like looking at the camera I'm like do they cry all the time do they cry (laughs) <laughs> I broke this one. Can I you send me a new I was one? like, she needs a minute. Yeah. But it was but it was great because it was like it was something that was really interesting for me to see like how sometimes straight people get very upset and it does nothing for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's not about me. It's about their own guilt about gayness and whatever else. Oh yeah. And, and the, how little they think about it. Um, but I had to be basically like, I need you to do your job though yeah. because I'm fucked up in other areas and I still need you like I, we still have 30 minutes. Right. It's like, it's this about, one I've handled. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know. Well, it's like, I'm not ready to pull that thread yet right. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when I am, I'm going to need like 10 of you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You're, you're not going to have the experience yeah. to help me. It was <laughs> pretty funny. Someone. She was super yeah. nice though. And it was a great experience. And, and it was You have like, the patience to talk to a 24 year old. Well, I just did. I just used it as like a, I trusted that mm-hmm. they, well, Rachel Epstein, Epstein had done it mm-hmm. and had told me that they, because I didn't have insurance at the time. Yeah. And they told me and told me that it was like cheap. And that if you're an alumni of Georgia State, it's even cheaper. And it was, it was like $20 a session. And I had to agree to do, <clears throat> I want to say like 12 weeks or maybe 16. Okay. So it was, and so it was designed to have an end. Yeah. And so it was like perfect for me. I was like, oh, okay. I know it's going to cost this much money. And like, if I didn't like the therapist, I could switch out. Yeah. And I just trusted that whoever was videotaping was, was cause like, they got to make sure these people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, the liability of like not training those people correctly would be a nightmare. <laughs> just having them send yeah. people. So she, I could tell she knew what she was doing. Right. Um, and she was good. She like, you know, I mean, I think that, like the gay stuff was a little much for her to handle and I started getting into it with her. Yeah. Um, but like everything else, like she was like, you know, my thing was I had just changed. I had quit my day job and was pursuing comedy full time mm-hmm. and just having a couple issues with like, like in my job, you would hear back from people every day. Right. And in stand up, like you just, 
no, you, you know, don't. Yeah. And you know <laughs> what I mean? Not and like, what I'm learning. Yeah. And, um, and you have to be able to take it. Yeah. And if you can't take that, then you know what I mean? It's like, if you can't take the rejection, you're never going to get the praise. Well, I'm used and, to rejection. Yeah. Well, so, that's, but yeah. You, I thought I was. Yeah. Oh, and I, and I get, and I really am. Cause it's like, you know, it's not my, when it's not my turn, it's not my turn. And there's nothing I can do to change that. Right. And when it is my turn, I hope I'm ready. You just have to be ready when they yeah. look at you. Yeah. yeah. If I, if I, and if it, if it's like never comes the way I think it's going to, then it's on me to make sure to make the most of every opportunity that does come my way. Right. So if like the big opportunity that I think is the one that is, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is that I think is going to make me, you know, uh, where I can do this full time for a living and make money. Yeah. Um, there's other stuff in the meantime and I got to pay attention to that. And that's what I learned from, from therapy the most was, is that if I spend all my time focused on the big thing that I'm not going to notice, because she listed out everything I'm doing that I told her I was doing. Mm-hmm. And when she listed it out, it sounded impressive to me. Right. Yes. And she, what she yeah. did was she did it. She was like, what if I told you I knew somebody who produces shows, does this stuff, blah, 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 has done all the festivals. Would you say that they're a successful comedian? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. And she goes, well, that's what you've been well, telling that's what me you just said. for the yeah. last four months. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Right. So, yeah. Therapy is amazing. You know? It is. It's yeah. good. It's, but yeah, I also agree that you have to kind of compartmentalize because, there are some certain things that you just can't talk about with certain people yeah. because you, you spend the whole time. You can't fix everything at once either. True. Exactly. You know? and, so and there's some shit with... like people talk a lot about in stand up in terms of that. They, they can't the, the what is tragedy plus time equals comedy, right. but it's really the time is the healing. If yes. they don't talk about it like that. And the time is that you're no longer like you're, you have some kind of emotional resolution with that, whatever that trauma was, that you're not still feeling the trauma. You're if you're in saying, the trauma, exactly. you can't make fun of the trauma in the same way as you could when you've had some kind of separation from it. Right. And I think that that's something that, like, is really true for comedians. It's like, mm-hmm. I quit my that job I had at ADP for 20 years, and I've never told a joke about working there. Because I hated it that much. <laughs> and, I, and I just don't have... There's funny shit that happened. Yeah. I just have no... I, you can't look at... There's no joy to any of it. Like it, you get sucked like into it paid me a living, again. but yeah. it like I worked my I worked my fingers to the bone at the job. You know? mm-hmm. And I'd work really late. And so like a lot of... I, I compromised a lot of time with my husband to do that job. Mm-hmm. And then and ultimately I felt like it was like for nothing other yeah. than money. Which money's great, but it's like I was left with, you know, just the desire to be... To go up the corporate ladder for no reason, you know, right. it's like I, I basically spent 20 years working out my daddy issues with a bunch of middle managers oh. at a company, you know what I mean? And yeah. like in reality, I should have just been doing stand up, right? I've been doing stand up the whole time, my life would be completely different, you know? Yeah, it's just so funny. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same. I'm on, I'm on a work hiatus right now. Um, Congratulations. Thank you so much for very yeah. similar reasons. Uh, <laughs> the economy is shit, so I'll never be able to afford that house I was saving for. Yeah. So I'm using some of that money right now right. Um, and start looking for work in the new year. But it was the same thing where I was like, I can't, you know, I work super hard yeah. at whatever I'm doing, including my job, whether or not I give a rat shit about it. And I didn't, oh, yeah. but it just makes you exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. And it takes away the enjoyment and the focus. And so the how focus. long out of the job were you like, wow? Like how many days were you out of that job where you were like, oh shit, like it makes oh. you so miserable. 
Oh, I was in it that it was. Yeah. Oh, no, no. But like when you quit, when you finally get away from it. Oh, yeah. And you realize, like I had something happen the other day where somebody got all like, they were like, oh, and you know, is it this thing or is it this thing? And it was like, I had to check right away and get back to them. And there's, there is some of that in booking, Mm -hmm. but there's, but it's like a teeny, teeny little drop in the bucket of the anxiety I used to feel on a daily basis when I worked at ADP exactly. when someone would ask me a question. Yes. Where is such and such? Tell me what this acronym stands for. And I'd fucking forget. Yeah. I've been doing oh, working no. there 20 years and I forgot what they, like I worked there so long I forgot like all the shit they taught me at the beginning. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was bad. It was a bad, but it would, but I would constantly be going through that constantly going through where like things, cause everybody hates each other. They're all mean as shit to each other. Yeah. It's like just a very toxic environment. And like in comedy, even the worst day isn't is like a cakewalk. Yes. Compared to five minutes on a conference call with some of the fucking pit vipers I worked with at that company, who would just ruin your weekend, ruin your day, ruin yeah. your bonus, all just in a drop of a hat. You know? Well, like, for me, so for me, just it wasn't even everybody else. I was look, I was, I hated everybody. Like yeah. I, it was, <laughs> and they weren't doing anything. Yeah. You know, and I just got to the point where, cause so for years, I was just like, everybody's an idiot, and everybody's this, and everybody's that, and I was like, no. I just hate this. Yeah. And, and it's like, I can't do it because I can't do it. And then there came like a lot of blame just being like, why everybody goes to work every day and does whatever, Yeah, you know, why can't I? And I was, I think that really it just was like, I just need a break and I need to restructure the way I want my life to work. Absolutely. So that I'm not, well, we're taught like you're either lazy or you work. Right. You either have a job or you're a piece of shit. Yes. Right? I mean, that's it. Those are the only two options. Right. So if you tell somebody, oh, well, I do these five things to make money, mm-hmm. well, then there's something wrong with you, and it's a weird. Yeah, and, you and know it's what weird. I mean? And you but should the just reality have one is, job that pays you super yeah. well. That but that's over. All that's all done now. Out and yeah. Then well, that's like, you, like yeah. you have to. That's, that's the thing. Now you can have that super great job like that, mm-hmm. but it's going to drain your life and it's going to eat your weekends and you're going to have to work mm-hmm. late and everyone's going to treat you like shit. And you're not going to have energy yeah. to create a life for yourself that you actually want outside of work. I mean, I don't know. I hate to say it, but like I, the most time I've wasted in my life mm-hmm. wasn't on drugs. It was working at a big company. I agree. Every minute I of the meetings agree. and the reports and the this and that, it was, it's, it was, it was all like, busy work. I mean, sometimes you were legitimately working, but I would say half my time spent at those companies was just busy work to reinforce the structure. Yeah. So you knew you were a peon. Do you well, know? I had like, a hard I time. Know. I had a hard time seeing the value in anything that I was doing just because I hated it so much. Yeah. And I worked for a doctor's office. <laughs> I worked for like a catastrophic housing company. Okay. I was like, so these are things that matter to people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck this. I, I was like, it's just my attitude, <laughs> you know, because I was like, I was well, what's that Monique? Yeah, the Monique joke. There's a joke. She's just, girl, fuck that job. Yeah. Fuck I, that job. Yes. Like, I fuck just. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. It's not really a joke. It's just, just her saying, saying fuck it. But it's true. <laughs> and I swear to God, I, when I watched Queens of Comedy, yeah. that was the first time that I ever was like, I never believed that. I always was raised. I was raised that you are like, even being gay and burning in hell forever and all that. Mm-hmm. I still had to work real hard at yeah. all the shit I had to do. Like you Same. had to be. And I remember watching that and her being like, fuck that job. Yeah. And for the first time I was like, what? Yeah. Sort of. Why am I? You why know? do you, why do I yeah. care? It took like, years and yes. years for me to fully get it. When I quit ADP, when I quit that job, I gave them one. I worked there almost 20 years and I gave them one day notice. 
<laughs> so you were they done, were done. not happy of course about not it. they were not happy about it. they're like well, what do you mean and yeah. i was like because i don't want to drag it out because they would make like you'd give them two weeks notice and they talk you into staying for six weeks uh-huh. and then they'd work you like a dog for that last six weeks and i was like you're not getting enough i'm like i'll send a couple of emails today but that's it i'm not yeah. doing you ain't getting you ain't getting every piece of information i have in my head so what they did was they made sure that um like like i didn't get paid until i sent them every um phone and um, paper clip and anything that I'd ever gotten from you know what I'm saying right. so there was like I there was something about a stand for some phone I had that I had to I, like so I sent them the whole phone but this one little piece that like propped it up and because so I couldn't find it and they were trying that. to hold my shit That's but stupid. I get it I get what they did I it. get it too but it's at the end of the day like in a best case scenario, even if you're working for, so like the like a lot of the companies that I worked for most recently were like owned by a like I could look at the person who owned it and yeah. who started it. Yeah. And so, even you know at best, what I'm doing is working myself to the bone to help somebody else live yeah. out their dreams. Yeah, absolutely. And to help somebody else have the life that they want. Yeah. And it was at a point where I was like, you know, when is it ever gonna? I'm never gonna make was enough money turn? from this place that I'm gonna be able to do whatever I want to do yeah. one day. So it's like you just pay, you do what you want to do now, and yeah. figure the money out second. Absolutely. And that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's a change, and I've only been out for two weeks. <laughs> so we'll see how I'm how big I'm talking in January. But honestly, like I think that I've just been I've been just happier every day. Yeah, that's that's, how, that's <laughs> what I was so trying to say. Yeah, is that the further just, you get away from it? Yeah. Like I would like I was saying the other day, I had something where everyone was like, ah, ah, and I was like, okay, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. And it was the first time I'd felt any stress at all. Right. right, right and like two. Well, I mean, I like comedy has its own different kind of stress, but that kind of stress where it's like the the account's gonna be ruined or someone's yeah, gonna, you know, it's like yeah. but it was and it was like. It was very fleeting because, like, the, ultimately, the, even the thing I was in a big hurry to let somebody know was, like, their schedule. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was nothing. It was just, like, me, like, oh, I better. But it, it, but my reaction to it was, like, I was, like, wow. Your attitude I, towards it is I used different. to feel like yes. that 24-7. Mm-hmm. I used to live in constant. Like, I remember doing open mics and being on call at my company right. for if the servers and shit went down. And, like, being on stage and, like, being afraid the patron's going to go off and all that. And, um... And then, like, having it happen where I'd have to leave an open mic and go sit at my computer for five hours working on some shit because some file didn't get sent from some bullshit from somewhere. And it was always some, it was always like, you know, you know, if that doesn't happen, these people, like, they're not going to get paid their bonuses correctly. And it's always like, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, it never filled me in any way. It's Even like when I you fix the that problem, someone cares about it. Exactly. but it's not me. Exactly, and I need like, to get out. Yeah, of and it. they and they really wanted you to care, and I think ultimately why like I was able to quit the way that I did and leave without like because I've never I've never heard from any of them. Right. So I worked for these people for years and years, and never I haven't heard from a single one of them. Yeah. Um, but I was it was obvious. Yeah. Because I was burnt out. I was somebody who had worked that company for so long and so hard mm-hmm. that they had gotten like I was like fried. My brain was fried. Right. And so a true burnout in the sense of not like a burnout like a stoner, but like a burnout in a oh, yeah. work burnout. That's well that's yeah. literally where I was. Yeah. And it was at the point where I was like, Can I get out of bed yeah. to go to work today? I'm congratulations no. to you. Congratulations. So I was like, I just, Your money situation will work itself out. You'll figure I all that out. I think it will too. Yeah. And I mean you know I've I mean? been able you, to you, there'll be times where you don't have a lot of money. Sure. But it'll be better than what you ever had when you're in the situation where you're giving 
almost your entire week and all of your energy to right. somebody else for something you don't like to do. Right. I mean, there's something really terrible about it. Like, it really is bad. It's like we it's do so live in a bad. very fucked up society. When that, you that's think like, about that's yeah. what we have to do now, you know, <laughs> to just survive every day. Just I never understood being sent even... to school. I, as a kid, I never got it. I was like, why? This is like, it's like our own version of prison that yeah. we were sent to as children. I always thought of, well, I they thought were of school. They were just training you to go to work. Exactly. That's what they were doing. They were training you to be disappointed. Yes. To be able to respond <laughs> to bells. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't drink when you want to. You can't pee when you want to you can't eat when you want to yeah but everything how else how weird is yeah. it that kids yeah. have to ask someone's permission to go pee? i know like what I that's know. just it's i know it sounds like stoner thoughts but like really when you get to a certain point you're like this is stupid like yeah. with or without drugs this is stupid right? that we're doing this and who's in charge and straight people <laughs> Fucking straight people. Fucking straight people. <laughs> yeah. But even since I've been gone, like, I've had more opportunity to do things that I want and, like, do more voiceover auditions, yeah. like, doing all kinds of things yeah. like that and just putting things into... When people when people know that you're making your primary living from trying to, like, be creative and mm -hmm. whatever, it, stuff starts coming to you, too. It does. People start hearing about you and they're like, oh, well, so-and-so's free during the day. See if they can come and do this and that right. and the other. Now I'm free yeah, during yeah. the day yeah. so I can do things. Right. It's great. It's so good. So tell people where they can find you because I think oh. we're about to get to the wrap-up. Yeah, you can find this me. This goes quick. It, uh, really goes it does quick. go quick. This is fun, though. Um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. I'm trying to do better at it, but I am on there. Uh, usually, I post my shows on. Um, it's at Brittany Does Comedy Now. Okay. B r i t t a n y. Do not insult me with an e. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Don't come for her don't unless she sounds for you. Unless I do not bring an e when you don't come. Don't come do with e's <laughs> unless she sounds for you's. Bitch. Uh, yeah, okay. so I'm at Brittany Does Comedy Now on Instagram. Nice. And uh, that's it. I'm still just trying to work out um, some stuff coming up in the new year. Cool. Like, Are you around for New Year's, show. by the way? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm about to have something for you. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I didn't just book somebody on straight people. That nope, didn't happen. That didn't happen. That's not what's going That's not even what's about to happen afterwards. It's not going to happen. Not even about it. But get your calendar off. Um, this, uh, I'm Ian Aber. And this has been Straight People. Say goodbye, Brittany. Goodbye.